ComC is your home for buying, selling, and flipping all the hottest trading cards. Their consignment marketplace is home to over 30 million cards, from baseball superstars like Aaron Judge to Marvel favorites like Spider-Man. ComC has something for every type of collector. Visit ComC.com today to build your collection with your favorite cards. You're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, a podcast where we discuss both the hobby and business sides of collecting. I'm your host, Mike Summer, and I want to help you buy, sell, and trade your way into a collection you'll love. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute, and welcome to 2023. We did it. We made it through 2022, and we are here to start another year. 2023 is off and running, and it's off and running for me at the shop, too. I was open both New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, and on New Year's Eve, I encountered one of those situations that is just kind of fun to think back and reflect on. I walked in right away. First thing, there were two people waiting for me who wanted to potentially sell me their collection they had a bundle of cards that they were looking to move and they wanted me to take a look and boy was it a tale of two different scenarios the first gentleman had a a tote of cards and and a bag of cards and he had actually done a little bit of research and so he had looked up his cards he had looked up some of the sealed wax from the junk wax era that he was wanting to sell and he had a pretty good idea of what realistic values were and he offered a price that was a realistic price for me to potentially buy it as a reseller. And so I looked through what he had. I looked at, at the prices that he had written down for some of the, the cards that he felt were notable. And we were actually able to come to a, an agreement and I paid him some cash and I had those cards and it was gonna be something that was a, a win-win for both of us. The second gentleman is a much different story. Let's just put it that way. And it's one of the situations that in my time buying and selling, I've, I've struggled with a little bit. And the situation was that he had two 800 count boxes of junk wax era cards and almost every single one of them was damaged. I don't think there was even a near mint card in the whole, you know, two 800 count boxes. And what makes it hard is the the expectations that this gentleman had for for what was there, and so it was everything from from oh you know this this minute bowl rookie you know that's got to be worth something, and I had to to figure out how to to tell him that a 1990 skybox minute bowl was was not a minute bowl rookie, and when the corners are rounded, that that hurts the the value even even more. I had to tell him, you know, this 88 Bo Jackson card was not worth $750 just because he saw somebody asking $750 for it on eBay. And one of those things I struggle with is when you have somebody who has such unrealistic expectations, how do you help inform and educate and give them a realistic idea without offending them and without completely demoralizing them or making them feel dumb? Sometimes that can be very challenging to do. And so I got another opportunity to uh, practice that a little bit this, this weekend and was able to walk him through a few things, help him know where to look and how to actually get a, an accurate understanding of what the value might be. 
how important it is for condition and how to show him the difference between cards that I have that are mint or near mint from the junk wax era and how he can compare that to the condition that his cards were in. Um, ultimately, he took those cards back home with him and was going to look into them a little bit more. But man, that can be challenging when someone thinks they're walking in with two 800 count boxes from the junk wax era and think that I would be excited to hand them a thousand dollars for those two boxes. Um, so he was he ultimately I don't think he was offended, but man, that was a challenge. I just thought I'd share that experience because those are some of the things that we can run into when we've got a goal to buy and sell and we've got a goal to educate without offending. And so anyway, that was an experience from this last weekend that was a lot of fun. Our main topic today is gonna be about change. I did a blog post a few weeks ago about called Change is Hard. And I thought I would share that today for the folks who don't necessarily read the blog because I, I felt like the message inside was something that many of us can benefit from. I know as I process these concepts myself, it was helpful to me to think through. And so I wanted to share that today. And I'm going to do that after I tell you about Underdog Collectibles, the online shop run by collectors for collectors that breaks new products several days a week across YouTube and Facebook. You can see what they're going to be breaking this week by checking them out at udogcollect.com. Or you can visit them at their brick-and-mortar shop in Knoxville, Tennessee to see their full selection of wax singles, supplies, even watch some of those breaks live and in the shop. And Underdog Collectibles is an also an approved group submitter to SGC, and you can learn more about their group submission process by checking them out at udogcollect.com as well. And when you do, make sure you tell them that Wax Pack Hero sent you. This is Ty Dillon, and you're listening to the Wax Pack Hero Sports Card Minute. Change is hard. Well, at least for many of us. Yes, there are some people out there who live for change, and nothing energizes them more than knowing their lives will be different from one week to the next. And then there's others who are 100% resistant to change. They dig in their heels to even the slightest notion that they might have to change up their regular routine a bit. But then there's this other group, where change isn't necessarily our favorite thing, but if you give us some time, we can deal with it and even embrace it. Or maybe there's just certain things that are easier for us to adapt to than others. For many of us, change isn't a black and white issue, it's more gray. As I think about how I've handled the change we've seen in the hobby over the last two years, I find myself a little bit conflicted. On one hand, I love some of the new realities we're living with as we collect, but there are other aspects that frustrate me to no end. And then there are even more where I love the new overarching direction, but I'm oddly uncomfortable with how we're getting there. I guess you could say when it comes to change in the hobby, I'm firmly in the gray. Let's talk about some of those gray issues. First, the surge of new collectors that we've seen. We have seen a bunch of new and returning collectors over the last few years, and this has been awesome. We need a growing, healthy base of people interested in cards to support the current market as well as the long-term future. I receive messages and DMs almost weekly from podcast listeners or blog readers who thank me for helping them navigate this new hobby reality. I created content which warned new entrants of things to be careful about as they got their feet wet. Yet at the same time, I found myself being frustrated, and I wasn't sure why. And then finally it dawned on me. While I welcome these new and returning collectors, it annoyed me when they didn't appreciate the way that I collect and when they chose to do things differently. I was a hypocrite. 
I was happy to preach about being open to new ways of doing things when it was me buying and selling low-end cards or focusing on set building or other self-sustaining hobby activities. But when it came to this new focus on graded cards or shiny parallels or uh, uh, wanting to collect modern unproven prospects, I was annoyed that they didn't see things the same way as me. And then I thought about how I love that we were getting so many new voices in the hobby, but at the same time, I easily dismissed many of them. You see, many of these new voices had styles I didn't connect with. They were promoting collecting approaches which were very different than mine. And sometimes, it seemed to represent themselves as experts despite only having months of hobby experience. However, the more I think about it, the bigger issue may not have been with them. Maybe the problem was me. I think I was a bit jealous of the following they were gaining. These newer content creators were connecting with these newer collectors, and oftentimes, both parties didn't really care about tradition or the history of the hobby prior to 2020. And I think that bothered me more than I realized. Maybe I didn't welcome this change as much as I thought I did. Or maybe I actually did welcome the change in concept but succumb to a bit of jealousy when the change didn't benefit me. We can both love and hate change. We can love helping to educate people, but at the same time get jealous of their success in a moment of weakness. And so now what? These moments of reflection have allowed me to uncover some underlying truths. But what am I going to do with them? Can I change the way that I think about things to more fully embrace change? Can I accept and welcome some of these new content creators at the same time keep myself from being jealous of their success? Yeah, I think I can do that. And so far, it's just taken one tweak to how I think about things to start making a difference. I can still have my preferred way of collecting. I can still share past experiences to help caution and educate new collectors about the potential risks of certain approaches to collecting. But here's the shift I've started to realize. It's not my responsibility to make them listen or to convince them to believe what I'm saying. It's only my job to make accurate, helpful, quality content that I can be proud of. I may still feel that some breakers and selling platforms are harmful to the hobby, but I'm becoming content with letting the market speak. I may still feel that some approaches to buying, selling, and collecting are risky, and I'll still share the reasons why. However, I'm becoming comfortable letting folks learn those lessons themselves if they choose not to listen to the messages that I share. And from a style perspective, the fact that I can't be all things to all people is finally sinking in. I'm just not going to be some people's cup of tea, and you know what? That's okay. As this shift in mindset has started to take hold over the last couple months, I've felt my frustration level go down and my overall attitude improve. Change is hard, but I found a small shift in how I think about it can make it a whole lot easier. Hi, this is Pat Hughes, Cubs announcer, coming to you from the sports card shop in beautiful New Buffalo, Michigan. The Gocher family has built an incredible place here for collectors to buy, sell, and trade cards and memorabilia. Be sure to stop by and let them show you around. TheSportsCardShop.com, connecting sports, 
athletes, the hobby, and collectors around the world. So what do you think? Was there anything from that message about change and the, the way that I've had to think about change? Is there anything about that that has connected with you? Does anything sound familiar to you and your experiences in dealing with change? I would love to know. I'd love to know that I'm not in this alone. And it's not just me that, that sometimes struggles with some of the change that we've seen. But I hope that was a little bit helpful to you as you think through your own experiences. Before we go today, I also just wanted to take a second to say thank you to all of you who are out there and who are listening to the show, who have sent me messages and emails and DMs and followed me on Twitter and Facebook, who have just enjoyed listening to the show. We've just hit the three-year mark, and this episode is episode 200 of the show. When I started it three years ago, I wasn't sure how long it would last, but I wanted to try it, and I'm having a lot of fun still doing it here three years later. So thank you to all of you who tune in every week. I'd really appreciate it if you tell your friends, let's keep this thing going strong, help other people find it. I'd really appreciate that. As always, if you've got any feedback for me, you can find me on Twitter at TheMikeSummer, on TikTok and Instagram at WaxPackHero, or you can send me an email at WaxPackHero at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'd love to hear what you think about the show. Well, that is all I've got for you today. Tune in next week when I will be doing part one of a recent conversation with Dr. Beckett. I'll catch you next time.